0: It's Justin Homer with another episode of Life, Laughs, and Loggers. Uh, normally, I'm I do a, a kind of a pattern we've been doing, which is our local breweries, uh, nationally through the U.S. and then some internationals. But I had to break stride this week because I had two beers come in that are just so they're so near and dear to me, and um, have great memories of. A great trip that me and my wife took on our honeymoon when we went to Prague uh, in the Czech Republic. So uh, the two beers that I want to do is one is called Unetské Pivo Nifátrnove, 12 degree, which is a Czech pilsner that is 12 degrees of gravity. It is unfiltered unpasteurized, open-fermentated pilsners slash Bohemian lager, Czech Bohemian lager. And the other one is just extremely close to me and my wife uh, during our trip, uh, Kozu Cherne, which is a dark lager from Kozu uh, Vagopavkitsky, uh, which, which is the brewery, the brovar from the Czech Republic. They've actually expanded now into Poland. And that's how we're actually getting it. But uh, I first drank it in Prague and fell in love with it, uh, also. So, first one I'm going to do is talk about Unetický. The word Unetický means unethical in Czech, which is I think is awesome. It's actually it was a, a Bohemian culture during the uh, Bronze Age. It's, it's how far it dates back. Uh, and almost all through Eastern Europe, there's all different sets of subgroups of uh, Urečski culture, which is the Bohemians, the Morovians, Slovakians, uh, Lower Austrians. Uh, this is Lower Saxons, uh, Koshans in Greater Poland, and the Galicians in uh, Western Ukraine. Uh, in this case, the brewery that we're talking about is Urečski pivovar. Unethical brewery, which is kind of interesting to use that term um, for that. But the way they brew uh, these beers is pretty unethical. Uh, You know, the brewery was, you know, most probably built in 1710 uh, itself. But it goes back to the most mentioning of a brewery or a beer being brewed in the town of Utenetsch in the year of 1557. Brewed by the canons, which would be more of the uh, for the church through the Catholic Church. Um, The owner of the brewery was the uh, Metropolitan uh, Chapter of Saint uh, Vitus in Prague or Praha at the time, and then over the years it's changed hands. Um, They do a lot of beer, Uh, the third largest uh, in the region. uh, They're in the northwest part of uh the Prague metropolitan area so northwest of the city and uh I'm just blessed to get this beer I'm not gonna lie I mean the history behind it's amazing um but the beer itself has just been amazing so yeah the the one thing we do not see a lot of in the United States right now is the open fermentated beers. There are some of our local folks. Uh, I know we talked about Noble Creature. They're doing some open fermentation. But to do an open fermentated lager beer or a bohemian pilsner is pretty hard to do and uh, pretty rare to get. So I want to thank the importers that brought this to us. We This beer here, there was only 15 cases came to the state of Ohio to our store, The Casual Pint in Boardman, Ohio. And I was lucky enough to get two of them. This time we had three that came to us in December. They were gone in three days, and we're almost gone now. So, if this sounds like a beer that you'd like, I would jump in the car and get over there and get it because it is exquisite. And I finally finally broke down into one of these segments and brought loggers <laughs> for a show. Oh, Life Laughs a longer. So I'm going to go ahead and pop this beer. And while I'm doing it, I'm just kind of going to give you a little bit of a background on this. So Nifito Nove is unfiltered, and Nipasto Nove is unpasteurized. So um, people were wondering, you know, what's the big thing with this beer being unpasteurized and unfiltered? Unfiltered, we do see a lot of with home brews and things in the United States. Unpasteurized is unheard of. Um unless it's a small batch homebrew about two and a half gallons like if you're doing it out of your house or you know a very small brewery that's up and coming a lot of our breweries in the states do not unpasteurize because of the laws that are set up in the united states so uh with you know of course it goes into the the, the milk products that are homon, are they homogenized and, un, and pasteurized, etc so i'm going to go ahead and pop this because i'm if you if you could see me right now, you probably think this guy's drooling a little bit. So, uh, uh, oh, uh, just what's cool about this is I pour it. This lager is so being unfiltered, unpasteurized. You cannot see through this. <laughs> and I say that because it looks like for all my, you know, craft beer uh, f- fanatics out there. It looks like a Saison because it's un- it's open-fermentated. Similar to what the Belgians do when they do their farmhouse sales, the Saisons. Very similar. Um, the Czechs have a term they call Vasnica. And uh, Vasnica means yeast in the translation to English. So this has a very yeasty smell similar to the saisons from our belgian friends um what's nice is it they do do several different parts of the production of this is controlled and uncontrolled fermentation so like i said opened and closed fermentation and they do a ton of beer with this um i was like i said third largest in the region i mean i'm looking at the capacities that they do and, and it's all in hecto to hectoliters. Hecto hectoliters, uh, and uh, and the metrics, and they do approximately about <laughs> let's see here, uh, it was something ridiculous. It was something like ten thousand hectoliters per per year. Uh, and that's just you know open fermented and stored in a cellar, and then they produce another nine thousand two hundred hectoliters in, a, in, in, in in towards the end of the year. So I mean, they're talking. A lot. That's like literally a, from Unets, the city of Unets, to Prague. If you were to walk it, like take a journey, so that's pretty amazing. The amount of beer that they're doing. So I just want to let this settle here. I am so pumped. I love this beer. If you can't tell my excitement. Um, so how we get it before I go into this is. This is actually... so. This is so cool because it's hard to deliver beer to the United States like this. They tanker this <laughs> in a boat from the Czech Republic to Connecticut and can it. And then we get it from the canning line that's done in, in uh, Oxford, Connecticut. It's done through uh, one of our, our favorite importers, B United International. And... I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. That, that we can get beer tankered over at, at this fresh level and do it. I mean, this thing is literally less than 30 days old. That's pretty amazing. I, you got to love technology and the way that it happens for beer. So, again, nazdravi. Oh, God, that beer's good. And just to kind of give you, I know a lot of people use the, the Untapped app. We have it in our store. We're an Untapped vendor. Untapped has this beer by six thousand people, ranked at a three point four three rating out of five. I would love to meet these people because this is this is a five out of five for me. It's a four point nine percent Czech unfiltered unpasteurized Pilsner. I mean, it's. This is not a style that you can just go down the street and buy a thirty pack of. It's pretty amazing. Uh the Vasna Vasnitsa, I'm sorry. Uh the Vasnitsa, the yeast is very prevalent. It gives like a it gives like a little bit of a of an aftertaste, which is pretty amazing. It's kinda clovey. Like a like a like a veitsen. Uh but it's not a Weizen. I mean you can taste this and there's no wheat Characteristics at all in this. It's just, man, is this a great beer? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take another swig of this. Oh, that that beer just keeps going, and really, really amazing. You know, one of the things that I wanted to do with with the Unetki, and. Um, and Kozul talking about this is me and my wife we we took the first part of our honeymoon was in the Czech Republic in Prague and I just fell in love with Prague I really 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 did Uh, Prague it was just one of the most beautiful towns a lot of history Uh, I know I've touched on it before in a lot of different places but uh, yeah Prague was just gorgeous. the The architecture is amazing. the the There's a lot of neat things that Prague has. They have the um, astronomical clock. I think I talked about that before, maybe an episode or two ago, which was cool. Just to see there, I me and my wife got a picture there. The Bone Church, uh, where there, there's literally a Catholic church made out of human remains. Uh, goes back to a lot of the times when <laughs> we had a little bit of paganism <laughs> back in, in uh, Chechia in Czech um, also we did the the Charles Bridge over top of the Charles River and it splits the, the old town and the and the, uh, and the uh, castle up on the hill uh, which was cool and me and my wife we're both we're both, uh, we're both uh, Catholic and um even if if you if you weren't if you're were just you know a christian uh one of the cool things was they actually have the stations of the cross that goes across the bridge and back as you go i never knew that uh, it's something that i guess we're not aware of in in, in america is the uh <laughs> they put that on a bridge I, 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 would probably, I would try to do that in America right now, I don't think it would go really too well but something neat, it was really amazing, um, but we walked to the castle, uh, somewhere to England they have ca- guards the ca- that guard the castle uh, uh, for the, uh, the the Czech royal castle uh, historically, and they do not smile um, and uh, we had some wine in the King's Garden, Just and then pilsner Urquell, which i wish i could get pilsner Urquell. this is this actually reminds me a lot of pilsner Urquell, and the same characteristics it's other than pilsner Urquell is controlled it's not open fermentated but the grain the voda the water yeah it's the same it's the same it's yeah i mean this is this is pretty amazing beer so um and I'll continue on a little more about Prague here in a second once I go into uh, Kojo and talk about the old town of Prague. And uh, we're going to take a little word from our sponsor here in a second. Again, thank you. And uh, keep thank you for the uh, continued listenership. We really appreciate it. And uh, I'll talk to you in a second. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome back to our second segment here of Life, Laughs, and Loggers. I hope you enjoyed the first beer. I wanted to set a reminder. I forgot to say it on the on the first uh, half of this. I'm actually joining up with a buddy of mine, uh, Joe Vittorio, who has the Hammer Time uh, podcast. On Sunday, we're going to do a specialty to where we're going to record live uh, both our podcasts together, drinking beer. Uh, and just talking, Joe, Joe has an extensive beer background, um, and I know he's, he's modest when he says that, but he does. He's very, very well-versed. I mean, he's to homebrew, uh, and probably there's things I learned from Joe when we talk beer and, and just enjoy uh, the conversation that I think will make a very good, fun show, and... We will be that'll be our next episode. It'll be a, kind of an impromptu. We're gonna be on both of our podcasts, but I hope you tune in for it. Uh, it'll it's gonna be exciting and uh, will not be boring. Both between the both of us, really enjoying beer and just good conversation. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, now to our second beer. This one I this is what I drank in Prague with my wife. Uh, my father-in-law kind of gave us the <laughs> the heads up. Let's say when we got to Prague to make sure that we drank Kozel. And I make sure I, I re, re c- corrected myself because I, I like to roll the R sometime when there's no R, but it is Kozel And Kozel in Slavic means Billy Goat. So the brewery name is uh Vakopitsky Kozel and it's been brewed since eighteen seventy four. Uh, that was founded by uh, Franzik Ringhofer in Velike Pavice, by a little town that's southeast of Prague. Um, the kozel, the male goat, has been the uh, the mascot, let's say, for the brewery um, since the 1930s. So, kind uh, of give you a little brief history on this brewery, their first batch of the Cherne, which is the dark beer, was brewed in a 60 hectoliter cauldron on December 15th in 1847. Uh, They, uh, of course, like I said, in the 1930s, made, have a goat that grazes the brewery park that is there, is their mascot. They named it after, uh, all the goats have had the same name since in honor of Oldrich uh, Lenk or lens who worked at the brewery and right now they're currently on olda 25 so 25 goats um, one of the things that they are known for is the horned goat on the the, the uh, on the cans on the on the tap handles when you see them in Europe and uh, there was a Czech artist that made the mugs the half liter mugs with the horned goat and it actually has the handle shaped like that which is really cool uh, the current uh, head brewmaster is uh, uh, Homloka. Uh he's their their uh, their current brewmaster and uh, this beer has now reached all over i mean it's in south korea as of 2017 and we just started getting it about a year ago now <laughs> Let me let me explain something my honeymoon was in 2013 so we're talking this will be eight years since then and I could still taste my original Kozel or Kozel Cerny because it was that good on draft um little bits of of this beer it's just a it's a Czech dark lager it's 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 just it, it brings a lot of fond memories. It was the first thing that I tasted coming into the uh, Czech Republic. Literally, uh, I think it might have been our first beers when me and my wife got there. And it uh, it just does not disappear. I mean, or, or disappoint. Let me let me rephrase that. Uh, the nice thing about it, very drinkable, very very drinkable. Three point eight percent avb and 14 ibus so a lot of caramel malts a lot of uh clean water that they use and that's one of the things i've talked about in the past in europe is the the dedicated streams uh the the uh, is what they call the good water that uh, provides a good beer and the choice chmel which is the which is the uh, hops and uh you know the they're 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 it's it's as you can tell i get choked up about this because i really really do enjoy it and there's a lot of history to it so i'm just gonna go ahead and pop this uh it's pretty amazing and if 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 cozel uh Vopopsky Kozel is hearing this please send us barrels I'd love to have you on draft at my store Uh, this beer like I was saying we drank it in the old town part of Prague the old town has a lot of the old cart um, architecture but the nice thing is in Europe you can have beer for breakfast or lunch and it's not looked frowned upon kind of here so I can remember Lily getting uh, salmon and croissants and a leader of Kozel and that was lunch and one thing that Czechs, the Bohemians, the Moravians, the Bavarians all in that region is a beer for lunch is not looked down upon where a lot of you know, other cultures in the, in the world would go oh that's taboo, you're getting loaded well one of the fortunate things is they literally live longer than most cultures so with that being said uh it's i think there's some kind of proof in the pudding on that so i'm letting this thing come down it is so thick in the head on this um i'm trying to look at some of the i'm trying to translate some of this check uh to where he kind of gave you the idea like so what they use a lot of what they call what this caramel caramelized malt they use a lot of different malts in this beer and uh it gives a very red you know hue to this and uh I, I'm, I'm just i can't wait to get in this every time i drink this beer it's an adventure so again a proper czech greeting nazdrove let's enjoy mm. Oh, I can still see the sign. Vitami Ahal Praha. Welcome to Prague. It literally takes me back every time I taste this beer. And it never disappoints. And, uh, man, is that beautiful. Just, uh, we do. We, I, uh, I'm probably one of the only people in this area that go through this beer as much as I do. One, probably because I'm so passionate about it. Um because it takes me back to a time where me and my wife really got to get to learn us and learn a little bit of you know travels into eastern europe and just really enjoy a young time with with that and just being in, in just infused into the culture I, I can see the fiddlers playing that while eating beer cheese. that smelled god-awful, but when you add the beer to it and smash it into it, it was fantastic. Um, I, we have some street art. We met uh, an artist that uh, did some street art. We actually have it in our, in our house. Um, it's the, the little things like that that uh, I think makes these both of these beers just takes me back to a different time and uh especially like like i said i hate to harp on like i did on the last episode but with everything that's been going on i kind of look forward to the day when we can go again transatlantic back to eastern europe and enjoy good beer live and fresh food and, and culture just the same way that you know some of our, our friends with our different uh, Polish societies and the Slo- Slovak community here and in every parts of Europe that's represented in, in uh, northeast Ohio and western Pennsylvania. The family wants to come over from those parts of the world too because uh, it, they love to learn about our culture. And, of course, we always love to learn and touch a little bit of the homeland. And um, I could still remember the train ride uh from prague to munich to see my one cousin uh melissa that was living in munich where we stayed with her and literally seeing the grain the uh kasha the winter grain the the, uh late season grain and you could see it just waving it looked like an ocean and i remember looking at my wife and she looked at me and i said i've never seen anything like that i mean i'm a i'm a beer fan that's why I have a beer podcast. That's why I have a beer store. But I've never seen anything that was like that moving. Just It looked like the grain just moved. And I remember talking to the one guy. He says, yeah, we make bread out of it. We make vodka out of it. We make beer. It's pretty sticky grain. There's not much you can do with it. So, But uh, the beer they make with it is pretty doggone good. Let me take another quick swig of this and uh, give it a little more detail. Man, <laughs> oh, I, I almost feel bad that I didn't include my wife on this podcast so she could drink a little bit of this because I plan on having my wife Annette, here for one of the podcasts and uh, I should have had her on this one. I'm sorry, honey. I'll, I'll save you a beer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this is this is a beer that you must you must have at least one. Uh I do have the Lezijak, which is their light lager in cans too. It's a great beer. It's a it's a there's two beers are probably their two best beers, which is their it's a premium light lager from the Czech Republic, but I'm just going to be flat I I might throw my uh, my, my weight on it and being uh, a little bit too opinionated, but the dark definitely outweighs the light. The dark beer has so much more character. And how many dark lagers can you drink in this world that are 3.8%? They throw off this much malt, but not to where it's like a porter, where it's not soupy in your mouth. It's just it's like drinking a light lager with this wonderful breadiness. And, oh, man. Yep. It, I, 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 Like I said, I rarely am I ever short of words, but this one might take the cake. This is pretty doggone special. So i do get this we just got it back in stock now that they're starting to ship some over from Eastern europe and we've got a ton at the store i usually keep anywhere from like six to to ten cases of it because we go through it and i think fortunately i'm i I tell the stories and people might enjoy the storytelling but once they taste it the the beer actually out out, out outdoes the the uh, Mark Twainism. It is me and telling the stories with this beer. Uh, the beer itself sells itself. It's just exquisite. So, uh, if you're in the Boardman area and you want to have two out-of-body experiences for beers, these are it. I, I, I can't. I can't say much more. I mean, they're both not the niche beers that you see. In, in in the in the industry right now, the, and I know you probably see me harp on this a lot, but the IPAs, the pastry stouts, the sours, that's what's pretty popular because it's the in thing. But this is to quote my father-in-law, this is beer. This this is beer, and it uh, takes me back to a very very beautiful trip with a lovely new bride, and. About probably 10 pounds of food that I ate in 10 days so uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I really did and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you with, with Big Joe Vittorio and the Hammer Time podcast on Sunday we're going to be doing it and together and I hope you enjoy this one and we'll see you on the next one thank you so much and I appreciate every one of you And uh, cheers.